Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 21st of February, President's Day, spelled variously, simply plural without an apostrophe, plural with an apostrophe, and singular with an apostrophe. The Associated Press style says plural with no apostrophe. No apostrophe. But in this regard, AP apparently does not have the definitive say. In fact, no one seems to have the definitive say because of the farrago of considerations that have gone into the holiday, a holiday remodeled more than once. At its supposed origins is George Washington's birthday, but that's been adjusted too because the man who would become our first president was born while the old-style Julian calendar still held currency, in other words, on February 11th. When the Julian calendar gave way in the British colonies to the Gregorian calendar, our current calendar since 1752, 11 days were added, with Washington's birthday becoming February 22nd. We could go on bringing American Lincoln, uh, bringing Abraham Lincoln's birthday of February 12th into the mix and discussing how some states hold with the notion that the holiday is for recognizing all U.S. presidents and divide themselves with using the plural with an apostrophe and the plural without an apostrophe, but we're not going to. Today is the 52nd day of 2022, leaving us 313 days between now and 2023. Today in 1431 was Joan of Arc's first day of interrogation during her trial for heresy. Today in 1746, during the Jacobite uprising, British forces surrendered Inverness Castle to Bonnie Prince Charlie and the Jacobite forces. Today in 1848 in London, Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels published the Communist Manifesto. Today in 1965 in the Audubon Ballroom in New York City, activist Malcolm X was shot dead by Nation of Islam followers. Today in 2014, U.S. President Barack Obama met with the Dalai Lama. Heavenward, tonight just past midnight, a cruise ship-sized space rock called Asteroid 199VF22 will make its closest pass to Earth since 100 years ago. The distance of separation will be 3.3 million miles, or about 14 times the distance from the Earth to the Moon. But astronomers, professional and amateur alike, will be able to study this asteroid in the northern sky, just down from the Little Bear, a.k.a. the Little Dipper, and centered roughly between Cassiopeia to the left and Draco to the right. Nonetheless, 1999VF22 retains its classification as a potentially hazardous asteroid due to the speed it's traveling, 56,158 miles per hour, or 25 kilometers per second relative to Earth. That's a lot faster than anyone was clocked this past week speed skating, skiing, or bobsledding at the Winter Olympics in Beijing. 137 years ago, Mark Twain got a shot in the arm, so to speak, to get his weekend going. His novel, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, had been published for the first time in the United States, having previously been published somewhat earlier in Britain and Canada, so that the ultimate first edition of what many would see as an ultimate American novel would not be American. Now and then, these past couple of years, I've wondered how the Sam Clemens inside Mark Twain would be handling our generally wacky response to COVID-19, including our intentions, per government directives in many locales, regionally and nationally, not to wear face coverings while indoors after February 28th, a week from today. Here and there, however, some individuals remain concerned, such as 41-year-old Sarah Rickson of Bismarck, North Dakota, 
who was quoted in a recent AP article saying, But I am still a little leery that there could be another variant around the corner. I am still going to wear a mask. Here in the United States, when we look at our current 79 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, and divide that by the total cases worldwide of about 421 million, we find that we in the U.S. have, so far, roughly 19% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. India is a somewhat distant second, currently having 43 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil, with 28 million cases. Fourth place this past week goes to France, owing to its significant recent spike in cases, so that its total since the beginning of the pandemic is now 22.5 million. That bumps the UK down to fifth place, with 19 million cases. Russia is in sixth place with approximately 15 million cases, and Germany, owing to a recently pronounced rise in cases, is currently tied with Turkey for seventh place at 13 million cases cumulatively since the beginning of the pandemic about 26 months ago. On the fatal front, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 5.9 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are now at 932,000 up at least 16,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, only an average of 2,285 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 10.4 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1927 in Dayton, Ohio, housewife humor columnist Irma Bombeck was born. She earned a degree in English from the University of Dayton, then married William Bombeck. She wrote features for the women's pages of the Dayton Journal Herald until she became pregnant and left writing for 10 years to raise two children, and then returned in 1963 with a column that became a national favorite. Biographer Ed Morrow tells, tells us Bombeck gave this reason for going back to writing. I was too old for a paper route, too young for Social Security, and too tired for an affair. The column led to a series of bestsellers, including If Life is a Bowl of Cherries, What Am I Doing in the Pits? and Motherhood, the World's Second Oldest Profession. Bombeck also wrote, In general, my children refused to eat anything that hadn't danced on TV. Today is also the birthday in 1794 of Mexican general and politician Antonio López de Santa Ana, in 1903 of French writer Anis Nin, in 1915 of American actress and singer Anne Sheridan, in 1925 of American film director Sam Peckinpah, in 1933 of American jazz pianist, singer, songwriter, and civil rights activist, Nina Simone, in 1934 of American actress Rue McClanahan, in 1940 of American civil rights leader John Lewis, and in 1946 of American actress Tyne Daly. For more on Omaine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 10th official week of winter. We're a month away from spring. Happy President's Day.